You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Thursday, everyone. On today's show, we're going to continue to talk about Boston College football camp as we continue to head towards the 2021 Boston College football season. We'll get into some of the topics that are going to hit Boston College and some of the big things that are happening with this program as they head into the season. Let's check into the news first. This is what we always start our show off with. And in the news today, we're actually going to talk about a sport that I don't think anyone's talking about right now because of the weather. Uh, it's men's hockey. You know, we're in the middle of the summer. Why we're talking about ice? But, hey, the schedule came out. And I think it had a lot of interesting pieces that it's worth uh, mentioning. So Boston College men's hockey is going to be playing their 100th season, which is crazy to think about, uh, in, in, starting on October 8th in the Icebreaker tournament against Quinnipiac from the ECAC. And that's going to be at the DCU Center in Worcester. And then after that, the day after, they take on Holy Cross uh, while Quinnipiac plays Northwestern, Northeastern, excuse me. So you have a couple games right off the bat that are out of conference. You know, you only play a few in ho- in college hockey. So they played them. Then they have a Colorado swing where they play against Colorado College on October 22nd and Denver 23rd. Uh, on October 23rd, they play Denver at uh, Kelly Rink. So two good colleges. I remember Colorado College, I believe, beat, beat BC in the hockey tournament uh, a couple uh, probably, so like a couple years ago, probably like 10 years ago now. Uh, but so that they have a little history. And so does Denver. Denver's always a good team. Then after that, you know, the Hockey East uh, tournament really kicks in. In. You know, they have games against BU, Harvard. Um, they'll play um, Brown in there as well. But, you know, when you look at the schedule, the big thing that I thought was interesting um, is that they have a second tournament where they play in the Ledger Classic at Thompson Arena uh, in Hanover, New Hampshire. That In that tournament, they're going to play uh, Mercyhurst. And then they'll play either UNH or Dartmouth on New Year's Eve. So two tournaments for BC heading into the season. I'm not really familiar with hockey tournaments and how they ha- happen. I know in basketball, they usually only have one uh, midseason tournament, but they have two for hockey. And then the biggest news of all is the return of the Beanpot. Now, last year, because of COVID-19, the Beanpot was postponed. They did not play any out-of-conference games in Hockey East, so it was impossible for them to play Northeastern, and Harvard was gone. So, I mean, sorry, they, they could play Northeastern, but Harvard was gone, so they couldn't play them. Uh, that is big. So Boston College this year, they're going to play in the Beanpot on February 7th, where they will start off against Northeastern, who I believe is the defending champion, and then they'll play either Harvard or BU in the second round on February 14th. So, Tickets are going on sale. They're already starting to sell them. Uh, if you're interested in going to BC hockey games, that is something worth checking out. We have even more hockey news. It's like really hockey heavy right now. Um, over the weekend, I, I, I was so into realignment that I forgot this even happened. Cam Atkinson, a former Boston College forward, was traded to the Philadelphia Flyers over the weekend. And that will reunite him with line mate Kevin Hayes, who used to play with him at Boston College. Uh, so you get two Eagles on the Flyers. Uh, that's a that's big news there, you know, a little hockey news. And then in terms of the NF, NHL draft was also held over the weekend, and Boston College had a player drafted. Uh, Andre Gasso was drafted in the seventh round and picked number 213 by the Boston Bruins. Uh, he joins Tommy Cross in the Bruins organization. So that's 
another Boston College player heading to a Bruins organization that's right down the street. That's kind of a cool story if you're a Massachusetts resident. But also, earlier in the day, Aiden Hrus- Hrushchuk, I probably messed that name up, was selected by the Carolina Panthers in round three. He is a uh, forward and... Um, He's going to be out there with David Cotton, another former Boston College player. So two BC players headed off to the NHL draft. Thought those were two interesting stories, just to kind of notice. Um, and then as well, I, I feel like I'm remiss to not mention that, you know, anytime obviously a BC player or BC athlete is in the Olympics, you want to mention it. So um, swimming coach, assistant coach, sorry, Alex Sobers represented Team Barbados in Tokyo, and he set a national record for Barbados with it on the 200 freestyle with a 148. He had his personal best time and finished 29th place overall, which obviously is not medals, but hey, anytime that you know you get to go to the Olympics, that's a cool story. So he's one of the few Boston College players uh, to be there, other than Christy Mewis, who last as I'm recording this, the women's hockey soccer team is not playing all that well but uh, that's one boston college player in the olympics so in a moment we're going to talk more about bc football as they head into camp but if you like this podcast, you got to check out the live NBA Draft Show. NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford, Locked on NBA Draft host Raphael Barlow, and Locked on NBA host John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA Draft. It's Locked on NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today or watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. And let's chat also about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that have been serving auto customers for over 20 years. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why spend 30, 50, or even 100% more at a chain store or car dealership when you can save at rockauto.com? Their prices are reliably low for every customer, and it's super easy to use. All you do is head over to rockauto.com. You plug in your make and model. Boom, everything they have will come up, whether it's par- brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. It'll be all there for you. If you head over to right, rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. The Locked On BC podcast is supported in part by the Charlestown Law Group. You need to know about the Charlestown Law Group. If you or someone you know have recently received a traffic violation, speeding, or other moving violation that you would like to contest, then you need to call the Charlestown Law Group. Attorney Jason Campbell and his team will help you fight that ticket. Did you know that a moving violation can stay on your insurance record for five to six years? One conviction can cost you thousands of dollars. If you want to win, you generally need an attorney. Why not hire a professional litigator with a track record of success? Jason Campbell at the Charlestown Law Group will fight for you. He's a proud Boston College graduate. Attorney Campbell is an experienced litigator that will be able to tell you if you have merit before you go to court, saving you both time and money. The Charlestown Law Group will fight tickets anywhere in Massachusetts, and they offer discounted rates for Boston college students and alumni the charlestown law group specializes in traffic violations and they will fight for you call them immediately at 617-872-8652 again that's 617-872-8652 for a free consultation or visit charlestownlawgroup.com go eagles this is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Check out all my work there. If you like Boston College coverage, I have it all. I, you know, we had discussions about Hockey East uh, scheduling, and I talked about I'm doing my pre- player previews there. If you want to know about each player, I'm doing what's called the uh, stellar sub uh, stellar standard and subpar for each player. Basically, going over what's the 
best case scenario, possible case scenario, and worst case scenario for each player. If you like BC football, you might want to check that out. We had one up on Travis Levy. I just did one on Josh DeBerry. Uh, check those out on the site. Now, we're heading to camp, and I am so excited about camp because this is where everything kind of uh, starts to get the wheels in motion for the upcoming football season. And with that, you know, it's going to, the way camps work, if you're not aware of how college football camps work, it's going to start off slow. They're going to, you know, work without pads. They're going to do things kind of, um, you know, they'll, they'll do some of the drills at first, and they're going to kind of work to install their playbooks. And then as they continue to move on, that's when you start to see scrimmages. You see more and more things installed. They do situational plays like third downs and, and red zones. And you start to see where they're they're going from that. Now, what today's episode is going to look like, if you ha- if you haven't checked out yesterday's, I talked about some of the, uh, the big positional things that we're going to look at. I'm looking at some of the big... Um, it's the systematic things with Boston College that we need to kind of pay attention in, in terms of this upcoming season. Now, we, you know, as I said yesterday, there's things like the linebackers, the safeties, running backs. Those are all concerns. But what about their gameplay? What is it about Boston College that we have to look at and say, ooh, these are some things they need to change and work on at camp so that they're ready to go for the upcoming season? It's, it's different than just a, a positional preview because you need to see what those are. And today we're going to give you about, I think I have four for you. The things that I want to see that are change, that need to change. The first thing I want to look at, this is the big one, is speed. Now, Jeff Halfley has talked at length about the need for speed, just like that video game, uh, for Boston College. And, the, and that was a big issue that they had last year. You know, they've got speed on this team. They have it at different positions, right? Zay Flowers is probably one of the fastest wide receivers in the country. You have guys like him. You have uh, a few uh, defensive backs that have some good speed as well. And you have Alex Sinkfield, the new running back. But what I think he's looking at for speed is is at some different positions. Positions like linebacker, positions like safety. He wants speed there so that can support the defense so that they can slow down mobile quarterbacks. And I think speed will be a big factor. And I think it's going to be one of the biggest factors when they decide who they want at safety and who they want at linebacker because they need guys that can come into the box, that they can move in and out to support quarter against quarterbacks that could run the ball, that could throw the ball. Because last year, what ended up happening was you had some positions where there wasn't enough speed. And those run, those quarterbacks, guys like Malik Cunningham or Brennan Armstrong, just, just really lit up Boston College. And they need to figure out how to fix that. So I think speed, what players come into camp and showcase that speed because I think that's going to be very attractive to Halfley. Um, now, he's going to want guys that know the system that are, are are technically sound as well. Obviously, you want that in addition to speed. But if you bring some freshmen in, say Nidowak Paula comes in, right? Or Donovan Azaraku, and these guys have electric speed on the def- at the defensive end. Or even like Cam Arnold at linebacker. Will we hear about them more than some of maybe some of the more established guys like, you know, Brendan Barlow or uh, Vinny De Palma or things like that. I think that might that might be something worth watching. Looking at that speed factor. And and it's not just on defense though. I think speed also impacts special teams because you know, you looked at the spring game, who was returning punts and kicks for Boston College? It wasn't Travis Levy, it was Zay Flowers. Now, will Jeff Halfley use Zay Flowers on kick returns? I, I 
I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued because obviously if you have a guy that is as explosive since Jeff's the original Jeff Smith and Will Blackman, you, you use it. <laughs> but I'm also terrified he's going to get hurt because special teams is a position where guys get hurt way more often than like the offense or defense. But again, that's speed. You got some speed there. You have Sinkfield who could also do kick returns. So looking at what where that comes from, because Jeff Halfley wants to install that in his offense and defense and special teams. So speed, I think, will be a big uh, factor. The second factor, I think, and and storyline that you're going to want to look at is, as I said before, during parts of practice, they talk about those. Um, they do situational football. They could do red zone. They could do third down. They could do you know two minute drills. They do a whole bunch of different things to try to get those plays in. You, you you've heard like Bill Belichick talk about that. They try everything with the Patriots, and Halfley Halfley seems like he's very structured as well. Now the big piece for me in terms of what situational football they need to improve on are, are twofold. And uh, we'll go over one now. We'll go one out, uh, over after the break. And one, the first one is red zone on offense. Now I've mentioned it before. Boston college was uh, in the, uh, you know, in the hundreds in terms of their red zone efficiency last year, there were many, many plays that uh, Boston college got into that red zone, you know, big play, a big chunk play by Zay flowers or Hunter long. And then there was like a false start penalty, or they just couldn't move the ball through the ground or they couldn't do anything that killed them. They had an explosive offense. They just couldn't punch it in at times. And that is going to be a very big point of emphasis this year. And now Alec Lindstrom, the Boston college's center said during the spring that one of the things that they want to be able to do is to punch the ball into the end zone when they're down there to be able to bully opposing defenses and, 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 and assert their will. And to do that, you need to be able to run the ball, but you also need to be able to, to not tighten up in that red zone area where a lot of teams do that. It's, it's, it's something that happens to lots of teams, but Boston college, they need to figure out when we're down here, what are our plays? What are our go-tos? How can we improve so that we're not leaving points on the board? Because as I said before, the defense could improve, but it's not good enough that you have, you can like leave points on the board. So Boston college needs to figure that out. They need to figure out um, how they're going to be able to improve on that red zone and some of that will be just repetition you know as i've said you know we've talked about this until we're blue in the face that this team last year they didn't have a lot of practice they had a new system all that good stuff Jakovic's been there now for a while this offensive line has worked with matt applebaum for a while now they should be more solid in their fundamentals so those mistakes hopefully will dissipate now in a moment i'm going to talk about two more things i'm also going to talk about that other uh situational football piece that i thought would be interesting to look at uh during spring practice but before we do that let's talk about betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to place all your sports wagers whether it's baseball mma wrestling olympics you name it they have it there at betonline betonline is the fast. They have all the news and all the latest uh, spreads and scores so that you can make your best wagers. When you head on over to BetOnline today, you can use promo code LOCKEDON and you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus when you set up your account. That is a win right there and you know the bookmakers don't like that. So head on over to BetOnline, your online sportsbook expert. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. We're talking about big storylines and points of emphasis for the camp that will be starting up on August 6th for Boston College football. Now, I was saying before the break that we were going to talk, we talked about red zone efficiency. 
Now, that was on the offensive side. The defense has things that they need to improve as well. The other situational piece I'd like to see them improve on is third down. And now Jeff Halfley talked about this during media days last week. He says they need to be much more efficient and get off the field on third down. They didn't do that well last year. And that is that is uh, problematic. Problematic, excuse me. Throughout this entire roster, they got to figure out how to get off the field. So um, you you're going to want to see reports and hear reports about BC being able to make stops, being able to force you know interceptions or, or fumbles or whatever during some of those scrimmages, during some of those practices, because that's going to show you the defense is able to get off the field. So third down is another thing that I think will be really important. The next big uh, feature that I want to hear about and I see and see at camp is this defense. And, and you know, that's what I'm going to title this one is this defense, right? Now, Jeff Halfley has said multiple times that last year's defense was very vanilla. That's the term he used. They, they didn't get a chance to install all the, the pieces that he wanted to. And we've talked about how it looks on paper that they're going to be going more towards a 4-2-5 defense. Now, 4-2-5 means four defensive linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs, slash safety, slash hybrids. I want to see what this non-vanilla defense looks like. Is it going to be more blitzing? Is it going to be more aggressiveness? Are they moving guys around? Are they going to be able to get guys up front to support the defensive line? I don't know what that's going to look like. And I'm really excited because, you know, the defense took a step forward last year. As as bad as they looked at different points, they did step up from where they played in 2019. It wasn't hard to do that because 2019 was bad. But... The defense did, did improve, and that's that's something I think that's really important to see. However, they have a lot of room to improve. So how does this team move past the vanilla defense into something either more aggressive, more sound, or, or you know, with less mistakes? I'm interested to see where Boston College takes that. So that will be something to watch at camp, and we'll be able to see, like, hey, you know, are they using Jamin Muse up? up front more are they where is Jaden Lars Woodbay he, you know he's he's like my x factor on that defense they could do a million different things with him and he himself could make that defense from vanilla to rocky road if you want if you wanted to so Jaden Lars Woodbay will be one to watch i'm interested to see that and on the offensive side of the ball i hate i know it's it's crazy to think this i want to see how they become more balanced because last year they couldn't run the ball at all we talked about this yesterday when we looked at you know who's going to be the running back to step up I, I just want to see the running game go. Like, you need to be able to get yards when you need to, and they weren't able to do that last year. Now, they moved past some of the running backs that they had last year. David Bailey was not a good fit for that offense. But now the excuses have to go away. Who's it going to be? You know, you're going to have Levy, Alex Singfield, Pat Garwo. Someone's going to step up, and they got to be able to get, you know, four yards a clip on that, on that you know, that running game. They don't... I saw someone saying that they needed to run more than pass, and I honestly don't believe that needs to happen with this offense. But they need to balance it. They need to make sure that this game does not rely on Phil Jakovic, because when it does, he risks the chance of getting hurt. So taking the pressure off of him, you know, really kind of confusing defenses, because that's the other piece. The last year, like, defenses were playing against the run. I mean, the pass most of the time, because they knew they couldn't run. Now, if they had to, you know, go more towards a balanced attack... They're not, they're going to, they're going to, that's going to raise a whole bunch of new challenges for, 
you know, teams that are playing Boston College. So we'll have to wait and see where that goes. So those are some of my big storylines that I'm going to be looking at when it comes to camp. And as I said before, I hope that they're going to allow the media at camp with the Delta variant and COVID-19. Uh, things could be changing soon. I don't know what that's going to look like on Boston College's campus. I know, As you've seen in the news, they're very strict. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, now, if you like our work, I, I want to re- recommend again our premium service at bcbulletin.com. I had a whole recruiting notebook. You can learn all about this upcoming barbecue event that Boston College football is holding uh, for recruiting. I know some names that are going to be there. I also have a whole new slew of interviews with some recruits that are coming up. You're going to want it all. And you get access to our Discord page and our premium message board. Um, So check that out. If you want to DM me to ask me any question about the premium service, uh, please do because I'd love to have you on board. It's a great way to get um, extra insight into BC sports and um, get some insider knowledge from me as I I dive into recruiting um, as well as anyone out there that you can find. So this is AJ Black on tomorrow's show, on Thursday's show, uh, sorry, on on Friday's show, we're going to have the tweeter for Blogston. I don't even know his name yet. I'm going to find it out when I talk to him. Um, he's going to be on our Fan Friday. He's an excellent um, Boston College fan, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say about this upcoming season. We'll talk a little gambling, too. i got to get some betonline.ag odds for him and see where he stands on that. I um, mean, it's going to be an interview you're not going to want to miss, so make sure you check that out. And as I said before, uh, check out Locked on ACC as well. It's hosted by Candace Cooper. I did an episode with her where we talked about the All-ACC team. We talked about expansion, all sorts of good stuff. Hit that subscribe button and make sure you listen to our episode. I think you'll enjoy it. Take care, everyone. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at LockedOnBC on Twitter as well. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another show. Stay safe, everyone.